The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Bonus pod, what's going on? Welcome to Fantasy Football Today. We have more Deshaun Watson news. His six-game suspension is now an 11-game suspension, and we, uh, we will talk about it on Fantasy Football Today. So it's not the full season, it's 11 games, and it's 11 games, but it's 12 weeks. So when he comes back, it will be week 13, only a couple games before your fantasy playoffs. At Houston, at Cincinnati, Baltimore, New Orleans, at Washington, and then week 18 will be at Pittsburgh, which will be most likely not a factor for you in fantasy. All right, not getting into uh, the incident and all that stuff. We've, we've spoken about it before, but just uh, Jamie... Is this a big deal? Because talking to Dave before the show, he didn't really think it was a big needle mover. Do you think it is? Uh, well, first off, he should have been suspended the entire season. He got he got lucky with this. Um, yes. All right. I, I think, is it a big needle mover for the fantasy value of the guys around him on the team? Yeah, that's the question? question. question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think you have to consider it for Amari Cooper as a needle mover because he could be a league winning receiver in the fantasy playoffs. And so I moved him up about 10 spots uh, because I was anticipating Watson not playing at all. And so he went from somebody who was around 44, 45 for me to around 34 ish, um, (laughs) 35 ish. So, you know, I thought Jake Sealy brought up a good point on our wide receiver must have. I I don't know what what he was qualifying Cooper as. Um, I don't think you call them breakout, but no. must have guys, I guess, based on where they're, what, what they could be, that he's just going to be fed targets. And while Jacoby Brissett is terrible, if it's Jacoby Brissett, it's still going to lead to enough production that I think he could be a number three receiver, borderline number three receiver for the 11 games that he's starting. And then he could be a top 10 guy for the end of the season. Yeah. You know, it's funny you said you moved him up to around 34. You drafted him today in our three-receiver PPR league with industry analysts. And this was the first draft we've done since the news, obviously. You it took, was you, as the news was happening. You took him as wide receiver 34. Did I really? <laughs> yep. 
He's my fourth receiver, you know, and and again, I don't I don't think he's going to be a consistent starter with Jacoby Brissett, but I mean, you look at this receiving core, it's it's bad behind him. It you is. Know? I mean, we're asking David Njoku to be better than he's ever been. And we're asking Donovan Peoples-Jones, who's not going to be good with with Jacoby Brissett. We're asking David Bell and, you know, Schwartz and whoever else is uh, going to, you know, fill that second spot to, you know, be a, a, to get a lot of opportunities. You know, Kareem Hunt might be second on the team of targets or third on the team of targets. So I don't, I don't love Amari Cooper, but I think I was just a little bit too irrational about where I had him ranked. But part of that was, again, expecting Watson to miss the entire season. Okay, Dave, and no major changes for you? Nope. I'm I'm pretty much out on the Browns passing game until you get to the double-digit rounds. The one exception would be Cooper. I would draft Cooper before the double-digit rounds, but I don't have to worry about that because I think I draft with enough people that'll take a chance on him before then. But even if he's getting a good target volume from Jacoby Brissett, what does that mean? Is, is he going to catch eight cat passes a game and get 90 yards a game? I, I don't know if well. that's... That's a pretty, pretty likely. No, but he doesn't need to meet that score. threshold. I think, I think he's got a score. I don't know if he's a he's a turn up field and have a bunch of yards after catch type of player anymore. I think it's going to be pretty easy to defend the Browns when they're in third and long. And I think there will be times every single week where they're in third and long. That happens to everybody, but maybe them a little bit more than others. Uh, I'm still cool with with Nick Chubb as a high end number two running back in PPR, low end number one running back in non PPR. I'm still cool with Kareem Hunt in round six, um, maybe round seven. Uh, that's that's really – Njoku's a sleeper. I don't mind taking him with one of my last three picks. Um, but I'm, I, I'm, I'm not going to draft Cooper with the hope that he's a solution for my lineup for the first 11 weeks of the season. And then Deshaun Watson miraculously comes back and plays like he's played before without any work with the team for three months. I'm not, I, I just, I don't want to even bother with it. So I would draft Cooper right around pick 100 overall. He is a number four fantasy receiver for me. Yeah. I mean, look, if you can get him as your number four fantasy receiver, then he could be fine in that role and then could be much better, much better in your fantasy playoffs. And the two weeks before that, you um, know, when I'd love to start him week 17 against Jacksonville, I, mean, I By think then, that's, I, I think that's I a little unfair. Dave. Be good to go. Uh, well, what you like? You we're not going to. It's Washington. My bad. My bad. Yeah, week no, thirteen with no. It's Washington. Yeah, yeah. Week thirteen with uh, week thirteen against Houston. That's the first game with with him back. I mean, look, we're not going to get into the schedule right now, but just I don't know. Uh, you know, he was not a bad player when it was Andy Dalton a couple years ago. Uh, he had you know he's on a thousand yard pace. He was okay. So he's not useless, but as you said, number four fantasy receiver, and Jamie drafted him today as his number four fantasy receiver, and that's most of this podcast is going to be about him. We'll get to whether or not you should draft Deshaun Watson. You obviously have to wait a while. You can't stash him in an IR spot, uh, David Njoku and the running backs and all that, but just to give a better idea of, of Cooper here, he goes after Gabriel Davis, Amonra St. Brown, and Alan Lazard, and he goes before Devontae Smith, Christian Kirk, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I, you know what's interesting? Uh, Hop, Hopkins, uh, you took him over Hopkins, Jamie. But I think just based I, I also drafted Marquise Brown. I just didn't want that headache. Ah, okay. I think just based on what I know from you guys, I mean, it seems like the tier of Gabriel Davis, 
Amonra St. Brown, Alan Lazard is a little bit different. It's different than Devontae Smith and Christian Kirk. And Cooper, for you, Jamie, at least fit right in between those two groups. Yeah, and and to be honest, like that's the the range that I'm struggling with. All the guys that you said went in front of him, I would have happily taken ahead of Amari Cooper. Uh Hopkins, the the so where I have him ranked right now in PPR is is in front of Hopkins, London, Kirk, Robert Woods, who I think might have been drafted at that point already, and um, and uh, I think Kadarius Tony, um, and that's kind of been where I've yo-yoed him a little bit, you know, where where we didn't think Watson was going to get suspended maybe at all, or you know, a, a short suspension or the six-game suspension, I guess at least. Um, and then, you know, expecting him to be out for the year, I had him, you know, in, like I said, in, in the mid forties, but I do think that there is going to be enough production and, and look, Dave's not wrong with what he's saying. I, I don't want to start Amari Cooper, you know, for, for this team, he's going to be part of my flex rotation. Uh, but I also, it was somewhat strategically that I don't know what's going to happen in week seven with Marquise Brown. And there's going to be a four week window there where, We'll see what happens, and Cooper can kind of fill that role if I don't have the type of production from Brown. And then eventually, the end of the season, Cooper could be hopefully a startable caliber receiver. So he's going to be heavily targeted. To what? To what? You know, if you if you prefer percentage of targets, or if you just feel, prefer total targets, this is going to be a team that's trying to be conservative as possible. They're going to run the ball. They're going to lean on Nick Chubb. They're going to lean on Kareem Hunt. Um, Dave said it at least made it seem as if they're only going to be in, in third and long, and that's the only time they're throwing. They're going to throw in first yeah. and second down. They're going to have opportunities for Amari Cooper to you know, be in a lot of single coverage because of how this team lines up and how teams will defend them. He is not going to be a, a difference-making type of player. But if you're drafting him to be a difference-making kind of player, you're drafting him well ahead of where I took him, and I might be on the high side of things. You know, So um, I do think, again, if you're looking for guys who have the chance to be leading their team in targets – and volume matters to you. He's still a good enough player that he will win a lot of his matchups. And so, eight, what'd you say? Eight for ninety? Who's who's getting that besides the elite guys? You know, no if, he, if but if, if he's going to get targeted like crazy, then no, that's, but it's, that's it's, almost it's, what it's you not, have to hope for. Look, if, if he's going to get you a bunch he, of five for fifty, healthy, you're going to be disappointed. He's going to be one hundred and fifteen to one hundred twenty targets, and I think that's suitable enough in the borderline three number four receiver range to have some success. And then if Deshaun Watson is capable of doing anything close to what Deshaun Watson does on the field, then this is going to be the guy that he leans on. They may add another receiver. They also may change quarterbacks, you know, so it depends on when you're drafting as well. Okay. I hope they do. That would change my outlook for sure. Brissett is really the the biggest problem here Mm -hmm. for me. Okay. Let's uh, finish up. Anybody drafting Deshaun Watson? Never. Am I in a league that goes like, we did an IDP draft today. We picked over 200 players, 12 teams, tons of bench space. In that type of format, Watson would have hit my radar. He did not get drafted. With 10 bench spots, he did not get drafted. Uh, right. Does this change? But that, that's the type of league where it has to happen. If you're in a league with just five or six bench spots, you can't stash them. You, you can't plug them into an IR spot. So are you really willing to commit? One of your bench spots, these are valuable parts to a fantasy team. For Deshaun Watson, without the guarantee that Watson will be Watson, for basically the entirety of your fantasy regular season? No. 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 We'll talk. We'll start talking uh, about it. He will get picked eight. up. He'll get picked up yeah. in that 
IDP league for sure. He'll get picked up by everyone in, you know, week eight or so, but it's going to take a long time. It'll be time. earlier than that, but yeah. Whatever it is, yeah. Uh, how about um, the running backs? Any change here? No, nope, not for me. No, I don't think so. You know, okay. and, and again, it, if you were in the in the camp of expecting him to miss time and maybe you got a bargain on on one of these two guys, that, that could help you. If he's back in week you know, 13 and, and playing like his, his, his old self Watson um, for the stretch run for these two guys. But I'll still maintain that. I think Kareem Hunt's going to benefit from Jacoby Brissett because of how he plays. And so we'll see how many catches he gets in those, you know, 11 games, but I don't think Chubb changes very much. You know, he's going to see a lot of defenders at the line of scrimmage. He's going to probably still be successful in a lot of those matchups because he's an amazing player, amazing running back. Uh, to be honest, I, 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 I feel almost as much concern for him losing his center as I do losing his quarterback for 11 games because that offensive line is such a strength when they're healthy. Okay. It's a new center, isn't it? First, not a new guy. It was team. a new center, yeah, yeah. and now it's another new center. Right. Back up to a new center. All right, that's it for fantasy football today. And uh, there you go. There's your basically Amari Cooper update. Remember, our draft-a-thon is less than two weeks away. It is Wednesday night, August 31st, 6 p.m. Eastern until 8 p.m. on CBS Sports HQ and uh, 8 p.m. until midnight Eastern on fantasy on youtube.com slash fantasy football today bringing in industry guests helping you with your fantasy drafts doing a fantasy draft and most importantly raising money for saint jude we raised so much money by the way uh on our ebay store which you can check out it's in the episode description we raised so much money just by uh, just from spots in our podcast league and a spot in the uh, fantasy football today on on the i'm sorry on the show uh Almost ten grand, like over nine thousand dollars. So amazing generosity, and thank you all so much. Please be a part of this. We want to raise so much more money for St. Jude. All right, that's it for my spiel. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Fantasy Football Today. Thanks.